When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 15. We have made it. 15 episodes. This is take two of the intro because I just messed it up. But uh, anyway, we were about to hear what Paul's been up to in the first take of this recording, and that's what we'll go back to. Paul, what have you been up to? So, um, like I said, uh, <laughs> they, didn't hear, they didn't hear me the first time. Um, I'm just, me and Fred today just finished up pretty much all of a structural job that we're doing. It was that house that I mentioned last week. Um, that's made completely out of concrete well, and steel, obviously, but um, there's no, there's not really much wood in it. Um, and they're in those foam, um, whatchamacallit, what are they called? Forms. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the, the foam uh, concrete forms. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. It's like one big girder going across and then a bunch of little beams um, that are attached onto that girder with some, you know, some clips and stuff. And then one column. And then all of them are sitting in beam pockets. Um, with bearing plates that just um, the beams just get welded to the bearing plates that are up in these preformed beam pockets um, way up high. It's a pretty interesting house. What's that? I lived in a house like that for uh, like three to four years. Oh, really? It was all concrete? Yeah, Yeah, it was called the fucking prison. Uh, Christ. I was going to say. I was like, what? Was it a federal, was it a federal ran house or a Man, state ran house? What's it look like? Is it warm and cozy? I mean, what well, kind of house it's is like, it? Well, it's like it's just concrete walls now. There's there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah or it's yeah. for their like it's 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 for like the little twin, you know, there's like is it's it, for the kind of deformed child of the family. Is it like <laughs> like uh like what's that? Not Adobe. What's that shit? They, it's Adobe. Uh, yeah. Is it? Oh yeah. Like mud hut. Yeah. Is that what that is? I, yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to tell that this house is made out of concrete. I think they're going to put siding on it. And there's windows and there's doors. Yeah. Um, the top portion, and in like the roof joists and stuff, those are all wood. I think. But the most of the walls, it's basically like the think of the foundation just going all the way up the side of the house. Yeah, like that's pretty much what it is, and there's all windows formed into it. But it's it's interesting because it's like you really got to have this house planned out, every square inch, every wire, every electrical box, because yeah. it's like where do you put everything? Yeah, like and then if you want to run wires, it's like. I don't know how they do it. Do they put like furring strips over that foam and then put the 
put the sheetrock over the furring strips. Like, and there's a little tiny gap maybe, and that's where you could snake the wires and stuff. I don't know. It's 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 interesting because in theory, it's like, wow, that's a pretty smart idea. It might be better, but after you think about it, it's like, God, is it just going to be like super expensive? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, It'll be interesting it. to see. How they this probably don't give a shit, you know? Yeah, no, maybe if you want, like, a bunker as your house, you know? Mm-hmm. Concrete yeah. walls and bulletproof windows. Yeah. But, yeah. uh... Nice. Yeah, and then still more railings, as usual. More railings. More railings. You gotta get one of those, uh, cool, like, picket dies from, uh... You ever seen oh, those? Yeah, yeah. They press and cut Cleveland, the uh, Yeah. Th- those are cool. That put the point on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make so much cool stuff. Almost as good as you could get from King Architectural Metals. Right? Yes, King top quality oh. uh, architectural metals. Uh, Derek, what have you been up to? We, uh, if everyone hasn't seen, Derek from Alden has a new YouTube video. Yep, just released it. Oh, it's I need to so watch funny. it. I saw it come up. I said to myself, I am not going to screw up releasing this one like I did last time. Last time, I thought i made it public and i just kept it private i never hit saved so i'm doing the thing and my wife's like you going to bed or what so we were both off today so we're up late and i look at the calendar it says yep tomorrow's the 13th so 8 a.m tomorrow morning perfect all set not realizing it's 1 a.m and it's already tomorrow so now it put it for another day out so at like 8.30, I said, let me see if anybody's watched it. It had two views, and I know I watched it, and I know Jimmy watched it. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I checked it, and it was still private. So I switched it over. I'm like, one of these times I'm going to get it. So, But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, um, you know, it was funny. I um, finally got rid of that thing. The guy came, picked it up. You know, he's pot in there. I probably should have told him he was in it, but whatever. He's in it, and um you know, it was just nice to get it out of my shop because it was just, you know, I was afraid I was just going to damage the thing every day. I was down here and just it was covered up and whatever, but it, that's gone. So I finished that and uh, I've been working on a project uh, with this woman that uh, Paul had hooked me up with and uh, real nice woman. Um, I really don't want to say what I'm working on. It's not like it's very top secret, but I just don't know. I don't have her permission, so I don't want to mention it. But it's using the CNC, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's um, something where it, I went up to Jimmy's this past weekend because I was supposed to get an illustrator lesson because I really need to learn how to use it proficiently. And um, this project proved that. And I went up there, and I really didn't have much time to do it. He was getting ready to leave, but uh, – we got through it, and I wrote the files and started cutting them today. And I, it came out pretty good, what I have cut so far. It's it perfect? No, but I think it's going to work for what she needs. And uh, I'll probably meet her next weekend and uh, make sure. But it just, um, it's a cool little project. I just want to get her permission before I talk about it. It's nothing earth-shattering, but it is her project. And uh, these are the type of projects I want to get. You know, this is the type of stuff where... I'm kind of making something, but it's not something I really need to make. And I can make a little bit of money just like cutting some stuff for a customer. She's not going to get, you know, 30 of these at a time, but she'll probably get two or three of these cut at a time. And it'll just be something good, you know, a nice little job for over the winter maybe. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I also have something else, which is top secret. I had a, um, 
sign a um, what do they call that non-disclosure agreement. I had to sign one of those to get the information. So that I'm really excited about. I was supposed to talk to the guy tonight, but uh, we're going to talk tomorrow. Him and his father. So that I'm really looking forward to working on. But making big business moves. Ah, uh, big moves. Mover and a shaker. You know. That's right. Maker so, and a shaker. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wrapped up with this this kind of a five day build project that I couldn't, that I can't really talk about, but other than otherwise there's been kind of a lot of background stuff going on for me. I quoted a bunch of jobs and just trying to, you know, get my life together for the end of the year. What an interesting podcast. We're all talking about stuff we can't talk about. Yeah. They must be just <laughs> like sitting there saying, this is riveting. You know, they already left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to everything they can't talk about. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I mean, what about that, that fence you you were working on? So that's what I was going to bring up. Uh, uh, it's, I read uh, your mind. It's, it's been – that one's been like – I have nightmares about that job. Um, <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> Is it complicated? No, it's not that it's complicated. It's that the the client, like, like he wants it done. Like he if, – if I could have done the whole thing the day we dug the holes for the post, we would have done it. Like he mm. wants it done and – you know, every part about it is like non-traditional. So like we did aluminum four by four posts, which came out really nice. He had them, uh, he had them painted. I used, Paul, I don't know if you've ever used this, but Rust-Oleum makes like a special primer for aluminum. Oh really? I've never Um, used it. Yeah. It's like made, it's supposed to etch, I guess it etches itself into the aluminum so it doesn't flake. So, uh, and it's latex based, which is nice because you can put Hmm. any latex paint over it. So he had the posts primed and painted, uh, and he used, like, this brown color that looks like wood. If you drove by his house, you'd think that they were wood mahogany 4x4s, which is really Really? And then – but, like, the complexity of the gates has me, like, a little stressed out because the driveway is on such a slope that I have to build the gates in a way that they're not going to hit the driveway but also not be, like, three feet off the ground, you know, because they compensate for the hill. And the best way to do it would be to put uh, two hinges on the gate. So essentially the gate would would fold twice. That's what yeah. I was going to say. I've seen that on YouTube. Yeah. 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 And if you think about it, it's not that complicated, right? It's essentially like putting a post on the edge of the gate and a, a post in the middle of the gate and another yeah. hinge. And you could really just buy two gate openers and install them. And without any fancy programming, both of them are going to open at the same time. And the gate's going to click into like an L shape. And I know that's what he wants to do. And it's not that it's not possible. It's just that the time, like there is no like, all right, well, you know, I know it's a lot to figure out. So figure it out and we'll get it done. It's like, Go, 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 go. So I finished up this this big five-day project, um, uh, and I, I can say what it was. I can't say exactly what it was, but I was shooting for a, an episode of a TV show for five days, what? so I couldn't do anything else in my Get out of here. You're Get crazy. out of here. And, and I can say that it wasn't forged in fire because everybody on my Instagram, when I posted about how I was shooting for something for five days, everyone thought I was a finalist on forged in fire. It's definitely not, <laughs> uh, you got to talk to Paul about that. But my, my client, is, <laughs> like he knew that I was busy up until Sunday. And now that I'm not, I'm just wondering when my phone's going to ring and he'd be like, why yeah, aren't where you, are you? Yeah. Yeah. So I ordered, I ordered all the steel today. Um, I'm going to order the gate openers. 
probably tomorrow and I'm just going to start building it. We, uh, we're using mahogany, which has been kind of difficult to source and hopefully that comes in and, and we can just start going. I think it'll be a cool video if I can figure out this gate thing and, you know, I'm building the wall. I think I asked you already, but why not cedar? For the posts? No, yeah, like no, instead of mahogany. Why mahogany? This Doesn't cedar last longer? Um, cedar would last longer, but mahogany, mahogany silvers. So, like, it gets that kind of, like, purple-brown oh. look. And he's got another – he's got a pergola – um, it's the same place where I built the heart gate. And if, yeah. you, if you can think, if, I don't know if you can see it in your head, but there's a pergola around it with these slats. That's yeah, all I mahogany. So it'll oh, all match. Okay. So match it to that. Yeah. And the fence is all going to be a horizontal slat fence. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, the mahogany work is the easiest part because all we're going to yeah. do is we're going to use stainless steel, self-tapping screws to, uh, screw the mahogany to the aluminum posts on the face. And then it's just like a brad nailer, just like bang through the whole thing. That part will be like a, a breeze. It's building these gates out of steel. They're 15 foot wide, so that I had to worry about sag. I got to probably pre-camber them. I think I got to pre-camber them up like maybe one or two degrees, you know, so that as they sag, they look level. Yeah. But I've never done any of that stuff before. I'm just going to figure it out on the fly. I can tell you that aluminum spray paint you're talking about, that's like the big thing everybody using now on signs. Is, uh, yeah, on MDF. We, used, yeah. Uh, we rolled it on. We didn't spray it. Yeah, it comes in spray cans, too. Mm-hmm. And it supposedly dries real quick, dries real flat. And, um, yeah, that's what people have been using. I actually just bought, like, five cans of it, but I haven't oh. used it. Yeah. Yep, aluminum primer. That's so, cool. It's yeah. the it's the one that says on the can, like, for aluminum. Yeah, huh? yeah. I think it's for aluminum and something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure, but, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, I uh, you know I'm always leery of something like that that like is sold at a big box store because like not that I don't trust the product that Rustoleum could make, but I just feel like something so specialized you'd want like a very specialized product. But mm-hmm. when I went on, uh, I read some reviews about it and it seems pretty good and it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. I think it was eighteen dollars a quart or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a lot, uh, but you know it. it We'll see. We'll see. These posts are going to be a good litmus test for it because they're going to probably get some salt from the road. You know, they're going to get uh, they're going to get wet. They're going to be in the sun. So it's going to place on the water too. It's it's like up on a on a on a kind of cliffside, so it won't get too like it won't really get sea spray. But it's definitely uh-huh. you know if the paint lasts for two years without needing to re- be repainted, I'll be impressed. Mm-hmm. You know, exterior paint doesn't last, but. Speaking of expensive, I bought Baltic birch plywood today. Do you know what I paid for a sheet of Baltic birch? $80. Yeah, I wish I paid $80. $120. Oh, my God. That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, I got to call them and find out that uh, um, I, I don't know why it was so much money, but, yeah, 120 bucks a sheet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay the locals' price. You got you you paid the, uh, like, you rolled up in a Bentley price. Yeah, yeah. I know the best part. Wow. The lady says, "I can send you some money," and I said, "No, no, I got it. Don't worry. I needed four mm-hmm. sheets of it." I'm like, "You're gonna be shit." I dropped five hundred dollars on plywood. Oh. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I priced out a job today. I've got a client. Uh, they have an indoor pool. They have a it's a ten by thirty eight indoor pool, and yeah. they want uh, a platform that can go over the top of it so they can like have parties and use it as a 
um, you know, use it as a place to put a dining oh, table. You got to do all stainless? No. So originally they were like, oh, we'll do it. Like, you know, we want it out of steel. And I was like, okay, like we'll do it out of steel, blah, blah, blah. And then um, they talked to their architect and their architect was like, you know, oh, well, you know, it's only 10 feet. So they're like, it doesn't have to be steel. It could be wood. And I said, well, you know, I don't really care what it is. I said, just have the architect draw something up and I'll build it. Like if the architect says I can use, you know, one by one box tube and he'll stamp it, I'll make it, you know, I don't care. Um, and it kind of like got turned around a couple times and then it, it became just like, Hey, just, just build us something out of wood. We don't want to worry about the weight of moving steel. And I spoke to my architect and he actually recommended, and this, this I thought was interesting. I called him and I said, you know, I have a 10 foot span that needs to support like normal floor load, you know, assume it's in a house. And he said, if I use two by sixes, which I thought was pretty small, but 12 inches on center that I could support the load with three quarter inch plywood. So, but the, the point of it is that I told the lady today, she's like, Oh, how much do you think the, this is going to cost? Like, she's like, do you think it's $2,000? Do you think it's $5,000? And I said, honestly, lumber prices are double what I have in my head. So I can't even give you a price until I go out and actually figure out how much a 12 foot two by six is. Cause I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Um, and they're almost $20 a board now. Wow. For a 20 so two by six, a this, 12 foot two by six. Wow. This thing, this is like a thing they're always going to use or is this for like an event they're having? It's for an event. So what they want is it's, oh, so it's like disposable kind of it's semi disposable. It's going to be four foot by 12 foot deck sections. Oh, okay. And they're going to be framed with two by sixes and they're going to all, I'm going to use like a, if you've ever seen like a sectional sofa, there mm-hmm. are clips that clip the sections together. It's like a male and a female and they kind of oh, okay. together like two hands clasping. Uh-huh. Um, I'm either going to buy those if I can get them heavy duty enough, or I'm going to build my own out of eighth inch stock. Um, and they're all the sections mm-hmm. are going to go, they're going to be laid across the pool one at a time and they're all going to clip together and then uh, they'll have to hire movers when they need to move them because they'll be they'll be pretty heavy. But um, they told yeah. me that they called a couple of staging companies, and my <clears throat> my platform is going to be seven inches off the ground. It'll be a, a two by six plus three quarter inch plywood plus maybe like some padding. Oh, you step up over. Yeah, step you up step onto up onto it. it. Oh, the, okay. the staging company, first of all, they wanted ten thousand dollars per event to to bring it and deliver it and their stage is 16 inches tall wow so that's a 16 inch platform that's only 12 inches wide so she was like what happens if someone at this party just like takes a step back like you can't recover from a 16 inch step like if they don't have steps steps to go around it that's that's that was a whole other car that was you know like another thing add another 16 inches you need like two Two at least two steps right so I want to do to jump up. On yeah. It. So she's like, all I can imagine is somebody like takes a bad step or they pull their yeah. chair and their leg of their chair goes off and they just oh, go like <laughs> noggin down onto the bluestone. So <laughs> my, my, my platform will probably be closer to like the five to $6,000 range. And then they'll probably wind up paying a mover. I don't know. It's got to cost a thousand bucks to have it, the whole thing, you know, taken out of storage moved installed you know so 
Dale's is this pressure that. treated over the water like that? Uh, it's an no? indoor pool, and they have a really nice automatic cover over it. So, oh, so they put the cover over, and then you put your thing up. Exactly. Oh, okay. So if, if you walked into this room, you wouldn't even know there was a pool underneath oh, okay. in the room. If there was a deck on it, you wouldn't even know there was a pool in there. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. It's it's like so, and it's such a it's beautiful like building. Water, right? It's gonna be sick. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be cool. But it's just you know the thought of building something out of wood being so expensive now is just cheaper to do it. Well, well, that's what like we're right. saying the last one when uh, they had like the potential for the riots in Boston. They wrapped that whole block with the mm-hmm. two by. I mean the uh, plywood. I'm like, yeah. where the hell did they put all that? Somebody bought you can it. buy sheet metal. You'd be better off buying like 14 gauge sheet metal. It'd be cheaper. Yeah, like yeah. I was telling Chris, me and Chris were discussing steel prices one time. Yeah, and he was telling me just how expensive it is in Long Island and how much cheaper it is near me. I'm just gonna end up buying, you know, putting stuff he needs on one of my orders and just yeah, you know, he could come pick it up because it's so much cheaper. It's crazy. It's yeah, it's but, and it's not like cheaper by like oh Paul pays twenty dollars less a sheet. Paul pays forty. It's like what yeah. Yeah. He's paying a dollar per pound. I'm paying like forty cents a pound. Wow! Mm-hmm. I pay at least a dollar a pound. Not, yeah, not when you like, get stuff like you pay a dollar a dollar per pound for something cheap like square bar maybe or flat mm-hmm. bar, and instead of like when you get into like tube or stuff like that, it's more expensive probably, right? What are you paying for like tube? Like a dollar twenty a pound? I don't even know. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I just like the steel order today, but I haven't gotten price yet. It's cheap. But then if you get something like tube or like probably sheet metal or anything like that, it's expensive. Like I-beams are a lot cheaper than tube. Hmm. Not a lot, but they are cheaper. Well, yeah, there's so much less. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just because so you, you don't have to weld. You don't have to fold the tube over and weld yeah. the tube back together. It just comes out of the mill like mm-hmm. in that shape. Magic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, – it, I've been I every time I place a steel order I always add a couple extra things just to have them in stock in the shop. But yeah, you know, it's it's we always say like, you know, use consumables like they're free. I that's kinda how I use the steel in my shop and more and more, you know, every time the steel guy comes it's four hundred and fifty dollars, six hundred and fifty dollars, eight hundred dollars, and I'm like hey, you're paying time, a lot. Yeah, at the time I justify it because I only really ever get a steel delivery when I have a job. So I I pay for all my material kind of with the job, even if some of it's for me and some of it's for the job. But, you know, whenever every time I use a stick of one by one, I think a stick of one by one costs me like, I don't know, 40 bucks. Oh, my God. So Like every stick of one by one, if I make like a like a a, a little table, you know, I'm about a 20 foot. Long length, of, yeah, twenty four. Oh, okay. So, like, if I make a little, you know, you make like a, a like a stand for something out of one by one, and you, you know, it's it's three feet tall, right? So you use twelve feet on the legs, and then you use another six feet for the frame. Like, it's a sixty dollar table. You could probably go out and buy. <laughs> you could go buy a table for sixty dollars mm-hmm. plus your time. Yeah, you know, that's what happened with that coffee table I made. I mean, the mm-hmm. top of it was a freaking crate I got out of the trash. I bought mm-hmm. the steel. It was like $100. I think it was $110 for the metal. It's like, and my time to get it and everything. So he's like, I'll give, you a, I'll give you a 125 for it. It's like, you know what, screw. Mm-hmm. I had an argument with a guy at a street fair once who wanted to buy, had a cutting board. I think I was asking 60 bucks. And he came over, oh, this guy, I wanted to punch him in the face. I think if I ever see him again, 
I would I would like to punch him in the face. You're gonna attack him. He uh he comes over and he grabs the cutting board and he like holds it in his arms. He's like, this thing is gorgeous. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, he's like, I have to have it. How much is it? I'm like, it's six probably sixty five bucks. He's like, sixty five dollars. He's like, that's really expensive. I'm like, well, you just told me how beautiful it was. You're like fondling the thing. Pay me my money. He's like, this can't be. Well, $65. I said, dude, the wood on this cutting board is probably worth $65. You say, like, get lost. Tell he's me like, oh, now you're, now you're just being ridiculous. Now you're just being ridiculous. And I'm like, and at this point, I'm no longer looking at him and talking to him. I'm looking at someone else at the street fair and just letting him talk. And he's like pushing $20 at me, <laughs> holding the cutting board right. in his hand. And I'm reaching for the cutting board and going, you're not, there's, I'm not giving yeah. you this cutting I'll board. I'll throw it away first. I'm like a male Karen. I will burn <laughs> this cutting board in the fire before I take your $20 and have you tell me that the wood yeah. isn't worth the money and my time, you know, planing, joining, gluing, sanding, rounding over, get out of here. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good price. Like, like wood cutting boards are expensive. That's yeah. a good one. pretty good price. I know, really good ones. We were just up yeah. in uh, like up by like the seaside community, and there were a fortune in mean, the gift shops. It's like, man, but it just I I hate that shit. I'd rather not sell a thing and keep mm-hmm. everything than get screwed like that I'm again. Bed Bath and Beyond to get some. One made in Taiwan. Oh, TJ Maxx, you get one from uh, those yeah. Acai one, those Acai ones that are like have really great like pine or something, mm-hmm. like bamboo with glue that probably. In, uh, I was up in Vermont, right? Like, what was it? Two weeks ago now, or a week and a half ago, and they they were selling these really nice, like well sanded but solid single plank cutting boards. Oh yeah, you need an end grain cutting board, right? No, these were like just a plank of walnut, not glue. Yeah, no, yeah. I know, but the one like a legit saying, cutting board is an end grain cutting board, right? Because because your knife, like the the blade of your yeah, knife, will go into the grain and it doesn't make, look like it gets. Yeah, people make the up. long ones though. They do that too. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends. The like a cheese platter type of thing. The end grain cutting boards are good, but the thing you have to look out for those is that they trap a lot of bacteria. A yeah, lot that's more gross. Than a straight grain cutting board. Mm. Yeah. So we like do, we do plastic in my house. Yeah. <laughs> of course I, you I, do. We do straight plastic. Throw out. We send it. Send it to that dishwasher. Thousand degrees. You get the oxyacetylene torch to make sure. Yeah, very strict. I'm surprised you guys aren't just using surgical steel for everything. Dude, you want me to tell you something? I can't wait. How many to- how many toothbrushes do you guys have? How many? Yeah. Like for the- everybody in the house or just No, no, no. individual, individual. Oh, I used to have two, but I have one. I have one that I travel with and one that is in the house. Oh, if you it. count the travel on three. Our tooth we have a very strict toothbrush toothbrush procedure at our house. Our toothbrushes, I probably have 10. Gets sent through the dishwasher. Why wow. every use? Why, dude? Every use, dude. It's my mother. 
She sends them to the dishwasher every use, and all my toothbrushes are all bent and twisted from the heat of the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of detergent are you using? You're probably poisoning. Dude, dude I'm probably going to die soon. Well, you know what's <laughs> funny is, Oz, everybody has the electric toothbrushes in my house. I always I, wanted one. I was never – ow, I, shit. I just hit my hand. <laughs> I, I had two because, like, we had two bathrooms, so one and one and one and the other. But I just have one now. But you can always tell my toothbrush because all my kids and my wife, she got covers for them because everybody's um, afraid when you flush the toilet, the mist in the air. But fuck it. They don't oh, get yeah, me one. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't get me one. So they don't give a shit oh, about so me. Okay, piss on mine. Yeah, but they – yeah, yeah, exactly. So. You ever yeah. seen that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry's – Jerry is like uh, throughout the whole show, he's uh, – you know, OCD about cleanliness and germs. Then he's dating that woman and he drops her toothbrush in the toilet and doesn't oh, tell her. And then she uses it. And then he oh, has to God. break up with her because he refuses <laughs> to kiss her again after he knows that she brushed her teeth with a toothbrush, but it was his fault. Oh, it's, it's, and she's like, you know, she's gorgeous. And he's like, yeah, she's yeah. So great. But he just, he can't go it's near so her mouth funny. because her mouth touched the toothbrush well, that touched the toilet. I, I, my toothbrush, I have all black shopping markers scribbled oh on it. Because one day I grabbed my toothbrush because I put it in spot number one all the time. And uh-huh. I pick it up. And I'm ready to stick it in my mouth and it's wet. And I go, I haven't used it since this morning. It was my daughter's. My wife's like, oh, I cleaned uh, them. I just put them wherever. I was like, I just almost stuck her toothbrush. I, like, legit had toothpaste on it and everything. I was like, that's never happening. So I took black. That's why coffee. you got to run it to the dishwasher. <laughs> oh, God. That's disgusting, dude. It must just smell gross. What? The toothbrush from the. Mine? Stuff. You put, does she put soap in the dishwasher or is it just no like, it doesn't smell like anything it's like the same thing as like a fork or a knife or a dish yeah, yeah. but that's it, i got smells, i got it. the dishwasher just smells you gotta, like you gotta, you what dishwasher do you use the, 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 smoke, the soap smell the alkaline soap that's like strong soap i don't know what kind of soap she uses she probably uses some other type of soap yeah, like something, something yeah i don't know yeah. but all i can tell you is there's not one bit of bacteria on the toothbrushes they get they get sanitized. It's oh probably bad for you. Also, oh I st- both way, like for one, like my first impression is like, yeah, that's insane. Like putting a, every time the, the toothbrush to the dishwasher. But it's also like, if you like, would you like use a fork and then never wash the fork? Only like run it under some water. I got to be completely yeah, honest. That's I'm how I wash my silverware. I, yeah, Chris, I, me and you have talked about shitting and public. You know me with the shitting. Oh, you know, yeah. Well, uh, dude. dude, I got only in my home. Only in his home. Yeah. God I'd rather, forbid, I'd rather get sick. You have he's to still, travel. He's still young. Dude, Chris, remember <laughs> Chicago? <laughs> I thought I was going to die. Oh, my God. It's, you know what? 2020, 2020 was a good year for you, Paul. Yeah, I got to only travel. shit out. You literally could not travel. What do you do now? You got no bathroom at the shop. Dude, go home. I'll, I've made a couple trips home. Crazy. I'm not gonna he's, go in like. Still young though. I mean, dude, I don't want. Oh. I have very strict. I have my own thing, dude. I, I gotta have a nice wet wipe. Oh my! <laughs> I'm not gonna just go dry. You're gonna have them in a warmer. Dude, I have a procedure. You gotta. This is how. This is how you gotta do. You gotta do that. The heavy stock removal. I take it. <laughs> I start off at about a 36 grit. Oh with the God. toilet paper, right? I got to do heavy stock removal. Then I'll 
come in with the Scotch Bright pad. No, right? no, you don't go with right. The wet wipe. You don't go right the to wet the wipe is like the Scotch Bright. I come in with the Scotch Bright. I, I put a nice polish on it, and then I'll hit the shower and bring it up to a mirror mirror finish <laughs> in the shower. You know, and then I'm clean. I don't do Chris. You know, in Grand Central Station bathroom, you know, with just toilet paper what, with what, a dirty what, ass all day long. One of my old Manhattan. One of my old roommates, right? He'd be going out, he'd be taking a shower. They're like, Curly, didn't you just take a shower? He goes, Yeah, I had to take a dump. It's like, dude, you just showered an hour ago. He's like, Yeah, yeah now but he's got a dirty I, ass. Yeah, he had to go shower, but that 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 let's get Bobby Duke on for that story. He can uh, get, get him and Chaco oh, Bobby Duke with the bidets oh, when you're talking about Jocko. Jocko, you'd only shit at your own house. I'm so with Jocko. <laughs> like, oh, wait, hold on, yeah, hold I don't want to shit. Hold on, hold on. We have to, we have to take a step back. So, so we're in Atlanta at workbench. Oh yeah, this is one of the. Fu- I almost choked and died laughing. <laughs> this was one of the, the funniest dinners. So we're in Atlanta at workbench con, and it's it's. Jimmy, Derek, Jocko, Bobby Duke. I think that was it, right? And then oh, me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's Jimmy, Derek, Bobby Duke, Jocko, Paul, his father, and me. And we're all at dinner. And all somehow the topic. Totally, starts- no, totally normal conversation. And Bobby Duke says, I got to ask a question. <laughs> Explain to me how a bidet works. Because oh, there's one in his hotel room, right? I don't know. I forget how it came up. But oh, there he, must have been one at that restaurant. <laughs> oh, I, think so. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, I think just because he's Italian. Yeah, maybe because he's, he's European. Yeah. Oh, my God. The best is when he says, what happens when you go over your friend's house and you take a dump, Jocko? You only poop at your own house. <laughs> no, he's like we don't about, shit in other people's houses. Yeah, that's yeah, what he said. Yeah. What about what about what about the towels? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so this conversation went downhill fast. <laughs> well, I think the idea of Paul referring to uh, his toilet paper usage as his stock removal is yeah. the funniest thing. Yeah, but dude, you don't want to ship a knife out. You know, at thirty six yeah. grit, no, you got to do. You got to sure. polish that. You got to hand sand that. I thing. have zero relation to this because when I worked in Vermont, the first day on the job, I literally oh, looked to my boss and I go, "Is there a porta john or something?" He's like, "See, this is where this is no, where you guys no, got me wrong." Toilet paper. I'm like, what? Because listen to this for a second. This is where you got me wrong. I'd rather shit in a hole in the ground than shit well, in a porta potty. I ask you, it's like, if like I, I would rather just trouble. put a you know shit in a plastic bag than a dirty, easy, disgusting bathroom. Easy. If I, I swear to God, I, I want to shovel and say how many people's asses have been on a toilet seat pissing on it's it. It's funny. I'm not going to say where I, where I was, but I was away for like a month with work. This was like 15 years ago during a hurricane, and um. It was just a nasty, nasty neighborhood, and the whole place was just decimated from a hurricane. And there was like one gas station. The guy's like, "Oh, I gotta go there to go to the bathroom. Do you want to come?" I was like, "I'm just gonna go in the woods, dude." Yeah, says, yeah. That, that bathroom's that. nasty, you know. I'd rather do that. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's funny. That, when I worked in residential construction, you know, like when you're building a ten million dollar house, like you, you don't use the toilet. No, you can't do you're that. Not allowed. So. So my boss, Dude, my mother would strangle. <laughs> so listen to this story. So my boss was like a very seasoned home builder. And this guy had built mansions like 
for his whole career and he dealt with like the top of the top tier clientele. And he'd say like, listen, the bathrooms are done, but they're not on. Like nobody used the toilet. Oh, oh I know where this is going. I love this story already. <laughs> so they they finished this building. This is before I worked for him. So they finished this building and everything is done. And the, the homeowner is in the house, like, you know, putting their linens in their linen closet or whatever. And there's a painter there doing touch up. So he, you know, goes in a, like the house is done, whatever. So he's painting. He has to take a dump. He goes in the bathroom. He's in there for quite some time. He comes out. Just the the client, the client like looks at him. They make eye contact. She uh, calls my boss and goes, I need you to come here right away. We have a serious problem. I need a new toilet. Made my boss replace the toilet completely. Uh-huh. Take the toilet out, put it in the dumpster, and put in a brand new toilet. Because how much did she spend on the house? Probably like seven million dollars. Seven to eight put in all new toilets. So listen to this. What I used to say to my boss, and this is something that I, I don't know why, like, I don't know why he ever argued with me with this. And I and I think that if I was ever building a house for a client on my own, this is what I would do. So when you have a porta johns, right? Porta johns cost money every month and mm-hmm. they're gross. Inevitably, guys are gonna use the bathrooms in the house, mm-hmm. which means like the toilet seat's gonna get scratched up, the handle's gonna get messed up. You can buy a toilet from Home Depot for $90. So what I said to my boss at the last job that we did together, I said, Peter, why don't we just put one $90 toilet in, the bathroom in the basement, and at the end of the job, we'll just throw it away. Because otherwise, you're going to have guys using a $900 Toto self-flushing toilet when you've got your back turned. One way or another, guys are going to yeah. – you know, nobody wants to – be in a porta john when it's nine degrees outside or when it's 110 degrees outside and he always pushed back on me on that i never understood that well, like for 100 bucks you can just be done with it well it's funny you said that so we're working up in beacon hill one day and i've never used a customer's bathroom i i, I wouldn't i just out of respect and just thought i i couldn't I do agree. it I you're do a respectful it. guy i agree i with just that. i couldn't oh, do I it story after so, this one. so so with the kid and the offices in boston are tough to get to so with this kid and he's like i gotta go to the bathroom so he's racing and he knows once he gets to his truck it's going to be a little bit of work to get to the office so he's like double screwed so he's just about to his truck and there's this porta party right there, and a couple construction workers. And he says to the guy, he goes, I got to use your porta party. Can I use your porta party? The guy goes, Dude, that thing's so fucking nasty. If you're asking to use a porta party, you got to use the porta party. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so, so nasty, those things. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why I'm just, smart and I don't use them. Yeah, just, oh. I, 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 got, I got one last one for you. All right. If everyone oh, has good. to throw up. Yeah. Okay, no, this isn't this isn't that bad. Yeah, the poor people they're probably trying to eat dinner. Yeah, people got like notepads out. So I'm going to learn a right. tip for wood. Yeah, and, here's yeah. a tip. Here's a tip. Always carry uh, something. Always carry a shovel and a roll of toilet paper. No, so I when I worked in Manhattan, right, we used to work in these in these buildings, and I used to, have to go up through the service entrance. And this one building I used to work on, the service entrance wasn't an actual elevator to a lobby it was the elevator so you couldn't go to the apartment unless the elevator driver drove you from the basement into the apartment the elevator opened right into the kitchen oh wow so i'm there and i'm the project manager so i have no tools on me all i'm doing is i'm just checking the work of the carpenter i'm walking through the apartment everything is 
done. The whole apartment is complete and I'm literally doing my final check off. And I, you know, I had a, I had a good relationship with the client and they know, they knew that like I would go there and I would spend maybe an hour there doing computer work at their like kitchen Island. They had a camera in the kitchen. They knew I was there. Everything was good. So the end of the day, I'm like, I just got to go use the bathroom. So I go, I use the bathroom, clog the toilet. Uh, oh. Now, toilet's clogged. Now, this is a brand oh. new apartment. So there's nothing in it. There's no cleaning supplies. There's no plunger. There's nothing. I got nothing. Oh. And I'm in a bathroom that is about, if a toilet's 15 inches wide, this bathroom is 30 inches wide. Like, it is tiny. It's oh, like a closet. God, so and You're on camera. You're so on, not on camera. No, anymore. no, in the kitchen. You can't. In the kitchen. Yeah. I see Chris I, racing back and so, forth. So <laughs> you could leave and just deny, deny, deny. But go ahead. No, no. And I can't even. I can't even leave and go buy a plunger and come back because then the the doorman's going to be like, "What are you doing back here?" And these guys, all they With all they weapon. do is get paid out, huh? With a weapon. Yeah, well, all they do is get paid out by the client. So all they want to do is have that, like, little insider information to tell the client, like, something that they might want to uh, make. You see, you so see Chris, you, plunger, it's going to cost me $100 in, like, silent time from the elevator guy <laughs> all day long. So I'm, like, I'm now I'm, like, panicking. I'm, like, and I'm sweating like a pig because the bathroom <laughs> is, like, 100 degrees. It's, like, the size of my laptop. It's so small. <laughs> I'm, like... What am I going to do? So now I'm on Google and I'm looking up how to clear a clog without dish soap, right? Dude, so I'm doing, I'm putting, I'm putting laundry water, detergent, I'm dish putting soap. water in a, in a five gallon bucket, hot water, the hottest. Yeah, hot water, hot water, they oh. say. <laughs> and I'm water on the toilet, and there's water coming almost over the top, and I'm, I'm dying. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Now I got a coat hanger. I oh, so finally finally I'm, I'm like i i'm, I'm dead i gotta do something so i get myself all calmed down you know like i like clean myself up and i and i ring the elevator call button and the guy comes up i go was anybody up here working and uh, goes, oh, 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 oh wow academy award yeah. like winning oh, actor who was in toilet. this bathroom I'm like, this is brand new. This is disgusting. I'm like, and he's like, oh my God, do you think we have to call a plumber? I'm like, listen, do you guys have a plunger downstairs? I'll see if I can get it to clear. And we'll just, you know, I don't think it was one of my guys. Maybe it was the guy that put the shades in. What'd you say? I said, maybe it was the guy that put the shades in because that was the guy that hired them directly. So long story short, we clear the clog. We clean up the bathroom. Three rolls of toilet, three rolls of paper towels later, and a couple pairs of rubber gloves in the trash. I took that garbage with me, threw it in the New York City garbage pail, and oh, and I got out of there alive. Wow. But it, it was tight. It was a tough. Let's one. see if we can divert because we've spent twenty one minutes on on the toilet. Yeah, have you guys buy any new tools recently? A plunger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the tool of the week because I, I I bought something today actually. Did you tell us about it. Do you know what a Hosfeld bender is? Do either of you know what a Hosfeld bender is? Familiar, I don't know. Sounds familiar. Hosfeld bender is a metal bending tool for. It's like they call it a universal bender. This old Tony has a great video on his. um, Does Andrew have one? He's probably got like ten of them. I was Uh, just gonna say somebody just said something about one. I just heard that mentioned. 
It might have been it might have been Andrew. So a Hosfeld bender is it's a pretty simple tool. It's made out of half inch plate. It's got a bunch of holes in it, but um, they are made literally as like a universal bender. So you can buy dies to bend pretty much anything. Like they make dies so that you can take angle iron and roll it into a circle um, the hard way. So like with the branch oh. getting bent as it goes. And you can make eye bolts on them. You can make coat hangers shapes on them. So you can bend round stock, square stock, tubing. Um, and it's it's kind of like a um, – it's kind of like one of those revolutionary manufacturing tools where, like, they have old videos of, like, you know, how, to, how do you bend metal? You wedge it between two tree trunks and you have five guys, you know – push the the tubing over so anyway i've been looking for one because i kind of want i don't have any real good way to bend you know tubing or 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 bar and every once in a while a job comes up where i want to make like a hairpin leg or i want to make a custom latch so i i reached out to our good friend chris cash and i said hey you ever come across you know a hospital bender let me know so he knew i was on the lookout and he called me today and he's, he goes, I found a Hosfeld bender for you. He goes with a whole box full of dies. And I'm like, oh, wow. that's great. So he sends me some pictures, and he was actually going and picking up something else. And I wound up uh, buying a Hosfeld bender with a bunch of dies. So I'm very excited for my wow. new tool. Nice. That's cool. The, uh, this, the This Old Tony video that he did, he made a – I think he – like. I think he made like a hook for like a planter for his wife out of all stainless. Um, hmm. But yeah, Paul, you should look into it because from an yeah. perspective, you know, like you're not going to go out and buy special tooling to bend angle. If somebody wants something bent, you know, like yeah. but maybe a, a Hosfeld might be the kind of thing where if you got one at an auction or something with a nice set of, yeah. you know, I'm sure it would come in handy. Yeah. And it's, 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 very coincidental because uh, I had Jeff Fader at my shop this morning uh, picking something. Oh, really? Yeah, he had to pick up something that I made for him for uh, this project that he's working on. I don't want to. I don't want to expose the surprise because it's it's something that he's doing with a, a person on Instagram. You got to follow uh, Jeff Fader, Fader Knives, to see. But this morning we were talking about how he's always wanted to make a Hosfeld bender on the plasma CNC. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really want one. Like, it would be so great to have one. And then, like, about an hour later, Chris called me and said, hey, I'm at a shop, and he's got a Hosfeld bender with a ton of dies for sale. Do you want it? Hmm. So it's just amazing how the universe works. That's right. That's right. Paul, what have you been uh, picking up lately? I don't know. I'm forgetting what I got. I thought I got something. I, I honestly can't remember because I talked about the coin. What's that? You want to talk about the tool that you have coming, or you want to keep that under wraps for now? Oh, um, I'll let me wait till it gets here. So I, yeah, let me wait till it gets here. It'll only take. Yeah, yeah. Let me wait till I assemble it. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Derek, we'll be talking about that soon. I have not gotten any new tools. I've been behaving myself, and like I shared, I think with you guys the other day, I, I. My buddy Brian, I kind of had a little bit of an intervention the other day when I was at um, Woodcraft. He came in to pick up some bandsaw blades, and I almost bought the vacuum again. And uh, I was there, and he comes in. He's like, what the hell are you buying? He goes, get away from the vacuums, you know. I says, oh, geez, how'd you know? I was in here because I seen your truck outside. He was picking up some bandsaw blades. But 
I haven't picked anything up. The only thing I got was um, when I was up at Jimmy's, I took one of his generators, and um, I have that, and I got to mess around with that a little bit to get it running right. But uh, What'd you get that for? Did you need it for like a project? No he, no, he just wanted it gone. I'm actually giving it to my brother. I have no use for the thing. I've been here 25 years. I think I've lost my power once, so... My brother said he could use it, and he just wanted it gone. He's just been I love that. a lot of stuff, <laughs> and um, he just wants the stuff gone. You know, it just get a lot of shit everywhere. But I tell you, I haven't been up to his place in a long time, and uh, it just looks really, really nice. You know, he just got it cleaned up so nice and just uh, things straightened up, and it was nice to be up there. I was only up there a short time, but um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't have anything new. I just uh, not this week. It's just been a slow week, so nothing new for so, me. So how was uh how was the kind of live version of the Makers Camp? Um, I didn't see too much of it. It was fun. I, I participated. They had one over in uh, the UK. Uh, Habu had one, and uh, Jimmy was doing it by default. I got involved with it, and uh, Laura Camp was there and stuff, and Lucas and stuff. So that was fun, but uh. It was pretty good. I stopped by there just to say hi to people, but I watched a couple of them, and it was pretty good. It was good that they had something just to kind of keep it alive and going because it's um, it's just so many you know good people. There was a young kid there that uh, I have his card somewhere, but he had some knives. I almost bought a knife from this kid. They were like between four and seven hundred dollars. This kid's seventeen years old. You should see these knives he was making. They're unbelievable. He's on Instagram. I'll have to his cards over on my bench. I'll have to find it and grab it. But um, but it was just nice to see some people and that people still care about it. You know, Jimmy um was telling some um, things him and Austin were thinking of doing for next year. They had some ideas just to change things up with the classes and everything, which I think is going to be really good and uh, help a lot of people out to make it so more people can go to the classes and. Uh, you know, and just kind of bounce back from 2020, you know, but, um, you know, it was, uh, it was nice to see a couple people, but that was it. So it was just a small gathering, you know, but that was my, uh, little gist of it. That's cool though. That's, uh, it's good to see that it worked out. I was, I was wrapped up. I, I really wasn't able to catch anybody's live demos, but I just think it's great that we've got, you know, this, attempt to keep these types of events going with the virtual and the live stuff. And, you know, I I definitely think there's going to be more of that, you know, it's going to be more of, you know, kind of smaller gatherings of people where there should have been a big event. And then, you know, everything's kind of done on live, but it's nice because a lot of people get to participate. And also too, like, you know, a lot of these events, like last year's maker camp, nobody recorded any of their demos. You know, now all that stuff is saved. So if, you know, Bernie Solo's one, which I really wanted to watch, mm-hmm. you know, I can go watch it now a couple of days later because I, you know, I wasn't able to watch it over the weekend. So I think that's great that, uh, that it, it kind of worked out considering the circumstances. Yeah. Did you go to the flea market on Sunday? No, no. I came home Saturday. I literally went home? up. I went up Friday night. I, I had to get home. I had a lot of work. I had to do. I so I didn't even want to really go. That's a lot of people like, Oh, I thought you weren't going. And it's like, I wasn't planning yeah. on it, you know? And uh, it just went up there for that one thing, and that was it. And just basically came home. So that's that. Yeah. So uh, what have you guys been watching? Who have you been watching on uh, on TikTok, Paul? Oh, shoot. Um, 
I don't know. Let me look at my TikTok. Let me see my. Uh, well, I mean, you're a Harley guy now, dude. I I am, and let me tell you something. I look good on that on that Harley. How is it? How nice is it? It's How so cool. cool. It's, 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 uh, it's an 883 or it's a uh, 1200? It's a 1200. Nice. Come on, dude. Who do you think you're dealing with here? <laughs> <laughs> Guy's got 200 miles on his monkey. Dude, 350. 350 on the monkey. Yeah. Next, next year, it'll have 351 from you riding well, around. Now, because I'm going to be only on the <laughs> – what I do is – can we build a wheel of death out of steel in your shop? Dude, and we, we should. We'll ride around the monkey it? around in it. That's I'll do that. But um, it's so nice. Like it's it's just so fun. It really is the best. <laughs> and When's your dad getting one? You guys can ride around dude, together. Dude, he already had one. Did I tell you guys the story? I think I might have told Derek about the story of of how. I found out he originally had a motorcycle, and he never told me. And he kept it secret. He's like not really the motorcycle type. I mean, I I told you about the bike disaster, right? So you could imagine the motorcycle, you know, it doesn't go too well. But I never knew he had a motorcycle because my uncles had motorcycles, a bunch of motorcycles. And I never knew he had one. And me and him go to the same guy to get our hair cut. It's in the blood. And yeah, <laughs> on my, well, that's on my mom's side. All my mom's wow. side isn't, my, I'm like my mom's side, mm-hmm. but um. I went in to get a haircut and he had just gotten a haircut like the day before. And the guy was like, Oh, I was just talking to your father about his motorcycle. And I'm like, he never had a motorcycle. He's like, yeah, he did. I'm like, no, no, my uncle's had motorcycles. He never had one. And he goes, well, that's not what he told me. And so as soon as I get out of the haircut, I'm like, did you have a motorcycle? And he started laughing and he goes, are you kidding me? He goes, that son of a bitch told you. (laughs) But he had a he so my uncle, both my uncles actually and him, I think went out. He rode like one of my uncle's wives like sportsters. Like he never knew how to ride a motorcycle, and he just hopped on it. And he actually, I give him credit because he got on it without ever having ridden a motorcycle and drove from like where I am all the way up to Danbury, which is like fifty minutes away. I'm like, I don't even know how he survived. But and they rode they rode the motorcycle. Right into the Harley Davidson dealership in Danbury, which is where I got mine. And he ended up, and they just wheeled out like a heritage soft tail. This was like in the 90s before I was born. And they're like, oh, you got to buy it. You have to buy it. And he, I guess Derek, he, he, my dad told me back in the day it was like impossible to get a Harley. Was it oh, like uh, hard to yeah, get him? Yeah, you'd have to like wait and stuff. Yeah, That's what he said. He said people yeah. would wait in lines around like the dealerships. Yeah. And yeah. so they just brought it out, I guess, and like, oh, you have to buy it. And he ended up buying it. And he wrote it like five times and just like wasn't <laughs> into it and then sold it. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now he had no excuse. Now he's like, now, now I had to, you know. If he had one, why can't I get one? Yeah, it's true. But, My but parents- What's that? No, no, keep keep going, Paul. Oh, but I'm like really – I know everyone says, oh, I'm, I'm, but I'm safe. I'm safe. I, I am pretty safe, and like I'm looking up all this different safety. Like back in the day, like I'm like – I asked him, like, did you wear a helmet? Did you wear anything? He's like, no, we just, <laughs> we just wore sunglasses and like a T-shirt. Yeah. It's like I'm yeah. looking right now. I'm serious. Like I'm looking at these vests that – when you fall off, there's like an airbag in it and it goes up and protects your neck and your back and everything. So yeah. you don't break your neck. Yeah. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, maybe it doesn't look as cool as if you just wear a t-shirt, but at least, you know, if I crash, I'll yeah. like, I saw a video 
these things are so unbelievable. I saw a video of like a legit MotoGP race and they have all these airbags now. The oh, guy crashed at 200 great. miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. 200 miles an hour. He crashed and he got up and he, and he raced in the next race. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, that's oh, how good yeah. these things are. Yeah. Like, you would, What's one of those cost? It's like a thousand bucks for the jacket. In the airbag vest, and it's got armor in the shoulders, the elbows, and the back, and like it also has an stop. airbag. It's like a soft. What's stop. that? It's like a soft stop. You know, it's like it's worth it's worth it. I mean, yeah. 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 So, and I only go, you know, around like I said, my neighbor. I haven't even gone above like forty on the thing. <laughs> Maybe I hit like forty-five. I don't know, but um, it's fun though. It really is fun. It's so nice to be on like an actual motorcycle too. Yeah, yeah. That, Have uh, you ridden the monkey since you got? The, oh yeah, uh, I've ridden it. I ride it like I actually I just rode it like around the yard, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but I got to take it back out. I can't abandon the monkey. No, nah, can't do it. You got to The um, monkey's got to stay in the rotation. Yeah, I'll keep it in the rotation. <laughs> it's funny what you said about your dad. So I, I had a there was a shower door uh, fabricator that I used to work with, and I had never been to his shop. And he, was, you know, we used to talk about how like we both bought machines from auctions. Oh, you got to come to my shop one day. Blah blah. So I go to his shop, and he's giving me the tour. And he did a lot of glass etching, so he had this huge sandblasting room. And he's showing me around, and I'm like, oh, like look at this, like you know, big bandsaw, this and this. And I'm like, oh man, whose Harley is that? And he's like, oh man, that's mine. And uh, he's like showing it over to me. And then he, I went to high school with his kid. Mm-hmm. And I know some of his other kids, they're all about my age. And I, he like in a second realizes that I know his family and his face completely changes. He goes, uh, don't tell anybody about this. He's like, nobody knows that I have this. He's like, the kids don't know. My wife doesn't know. He's like, nobody can know. Oh my God. He's like, Chris, you have to promise me. No one can know that, that I have this bike. And meanwhile, this thing was like crazy. It was like a West Coast chopper style, like long fork, oh, wow. orange flame. Like it was like, it was... Honestly, it was like a real like white Long Islander bike. Like it was like a real like uh, I gotta have this crazy motorcycle. You know, like you couldn't just have a motorcycle. It had to be like, you know, like a Ferrari looking thing. And it probably had like a hundred miles on it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I- I'm looking at it and I'm like, Mark. I'm like, if anybody even comes into this building, you th- who whose motorcycle are you gonna tell them that this is? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Thing is like shining brand new. Um, and when you used to ride it around, you'd wear one of those little, like the tiny little skull caps and pair of yeah, sunglasses. And I'm like, so I saw him once riding and I'm like, what does this guy think he's doing? You can see exactly who it is, you know, but it was just so funny. The idea of hiding the, the owning of a motorcycle from your whole family. I think, That's funny. I think I told you this last time, one of my friends growing up, he lived like the next street over for me, but there was a little street that connected our streets. And he parked his motorcycle there, and he had it for years, and his family never knew he had a That's motorcycle. That's crazy. Was just what like, the hell they think he did? Rode a bicycle around? This kid, you, What are you telling me he was going? Well, no, what he used to do. This kid's crazy. I mean, I lived right outside of Boston. Like, you could walk yeah. to Boston in 10 minutes. And yeah. he used to skateboard everywhere. So oh. if he had a skateboard into the city, he would just take his motorcycle. Hmm. So crazy. And we had a bunch of bikers that lived, like, on the corner of our street. It was so cool. I remember they would um, like at the end of like this time of year, they'd take their bikes and they'd lower them into the basement. It had like a bulkhead and they would strip them down, repaint them. These bikes were so badass. I remember one year the guy brings it in and he brought it out in the springtime and it had the uh, suicide shifter on the tank and everything, the foot clutch. And it was like, 
it was just so cool. It was like a 55 pan head or something. It was just oh, that's so cool. cool. Yeah, these guys were so nuts, man. They're like, I don't know if they're like part of the Hell's Angels or whatever when I was younger, but uh, it was just they're all bikers. It was like three houses of bikers and just nice guys, though. And it's funny, one of them, uh, one of my brothers is still somewhat friendly with them, but he had, had inherited all this property in a real um, in Lexington, Mass. I, I don't know if Chris, if you remember Lexington, just mm-hmm. a real very you know rich neighborhood and uh guys like a bazillionaire now but uh he's just a biker dude and uh just it was just cool to see you know just the stuff they would make the paint jobs and everything and it was just really neat you know but yeah i I love the idea of customizing motorcycles and working on them i just Derek, when are you getting another one <laughs> Maybe the spring we'll see what happens. Which which hey. one would you get if you were to get one? I would. I'm I'm old, Paul. I'm not young buck like you. I, no, 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 no. I know. What would you get like the like the street glide or yeah, something? Now, see, yeah, now I'm a yeah. motor, I'm a biker. Now yeah, I know all the yeah. different models. Yeah, I would. I would. I would probably like get a street glide, something like those that. are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way those look. Yeah, they're they're yeah. pretty nice looking. Like I told you, the 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 the, uh, the sportier bikes are really fun until you go on a road trip with your friends. Yeah, and you got, can't like, go two on a road suitcases trip. Suitcases into the hotel, and they're listening to the stereo while you're just you know. I mean, now you're getting blown off yeah, the bike because yeah, it's eighty yeah, miles an hour, yeah, and you can't even yeah, hang on. Yeah. But also the gas tanks too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my like that's a pain in the ass when you ride with a bunch of people and somebody's got a sportster. It's like every you know forty five minutes they're pulling into a gas station. You can yeah, three hundred miles. You know, like mm-hmm. the one I have has the like it's called like what the peanut peanut tank or something. Yeah, like it yeah, has that. Yeah. It's the smallest tank just yeah. for style. Like it looks yeah. really cool. It looks like a yeah. old school. Like, I don't know. I guess that's, isn't that what they use on choppers? Like Matt, yeah. like yeah. Chris, yeah, they use like, little... you got to use a small tank. Cause the tank yeah. is like a feature. It's just like a thing, you know? The yeah. Tank, yeah. Like, you know, you go like 14 feet and then you're like, Oh, I'm out of gas again. Yeah. But it's got like, it only holds like two gallons of gas. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you had that and you got someone with a six gallon tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the fuel injected bikes now, they don't have reserve tanks. So the oh. nightmare. We one time were riding from DC and you're coming up 95 and it's like next, next, you know, service plaza, 35 miles. So my brother, he had a road King and he's like, he's like, Oh, I can make it to the next one. I can make it to the next one. So we, um, we're going, he runs out of gas. His bike was Ooh. like three months old. We end up taking it late, taking out all his clothes out of his bags, laying on the breakdown lane and laying his motorcycle down on the ground and tipping it sideways. So the gas would go from one side to the other. And mm-hmm. so he could get there. He literally makes it, it stalls, pulling into the rest area. So we're oh coming out of here. It's Memorial Day weekend. We're coming out of there. We're like a mile out of the rest area. He gets a freaking nail in his tire. He gets a oh. tire. And he has laced wheels, which for those who don't know are spokes, and you can't plug a, sp- a spoke tire. So he's got nothing. And we were like a half mile past him. We turned our bikes around in the breakdown lane and was riding against traffic <laughs> 95. Fucking instant. Yeah, to try to get off. State trooper, man, boom, pulls us over. Uh, he ended up being such a nice guy, though. His buddy owned a U-Haul place. 
took my brother there. They were closed, and they got him a U-Haul truck so he could trailer his truck home, his bike home. He threw it in the back of wow. a U-Haul. Just a fucking nightmare. That's there. a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every year we would go down to D.C. from Boston for Rolling Thunder. It was like mm. an hour ride on the bike, and it would rain every year. The last year when I trailered it, and it was beautiful out the whole time. <laughs> it's a, it a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, that's like I was speaking to Derek earlier today. So the uh, I had uh, someone had to come to my shop today to to deal with a freight delivery for something that I did. And anyway, the kid was not sent with any information, but uh, this person I was dealing with said, "Oh, don't worry. It's this you know, someone's going to come out tomorrow and deal with this freight delivery, and and you know, doesn't matter what time uh, the freight truck comes because you know they'll be waiting in their car." So today, this morning at like 8 a.m., I go to my shop to meet up with with Jeff Fader, and I see someone pull up on a Triumph. Meanwhile, it's pouring. Um, And I'm like, tell me this isn't the kid that's supposed to be waiting for the freight truck. Kid hops off the bike. He's like, hey, are you Chris? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, "Uh, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm here to wait for the freight delivery. I'm like, well, what time's the freight truck coming? He goes, oh, they said 8 a.m. So I'm like, oh, okay. So 8 8 o'clock comes and goes. Now it's like 9 o'clock. I call the freight company. I go, hey, what time are you going to be here? He's like, I don't know, two hours. The guy shows up at 1.30. So I let the kid hang out in my shop because, you know, like, I wasn't, what was I going to do? Make him sit outside in the rain? Yeah. And then after it was all done, he had, like, just gotten dry. He had to just get back on his motorcycle and ride back to Queens. Like, it was like 36 miles, he said, in the pouring rain on his on his carbureted triumph which is oh, wow. not easy to ride in the rain on because the carburetor will suck in moisture and it'll putter yeah. out yeah yeah that's crazy but, yeah my dog steve pellegrino just actually bought a bike uh today really? oh what'd he buy like an old honda and he was saying oh we all got to ride together paul's got one I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that'd be uh, funny <laughs> my, my doctor he was old and he uh he still rode his bmw every day all winter as long as it didn't snow up rode his motorcycle to work wow. every day yeah, yeah, he was hardcore. Lot of BMW guys, they're hardcore. Oh yeah, those like adventure bike things. Yeah. What's that? What? I don't know. What candy that? out of a wrapper? Jeff's gonna Jeff kill you. That's meeting candy. Wow, <laughs> that was so loud. That was weird. Was it? Yeah, I was just laughing. Like water running or something. I don't know. Well, we started this conversation asking Paul. Paul, what have you been watching? Give me something. Oh, We're gonna shit. wrap this up. I don't even know. I I I don't know. I've been oh oh. I, I haven't been, and I obviously always talk about the pasta queen, but now my girl made it on TV. She no. doesn't have her own show, but she was on another show, and I think she's probably going to end up with her own show. Hmm. The pasta queen. She was on, right what's that girl, uh, um, that, well, that actress, Drew Barrymore or something, has her own cooking show, and my mom called me. She's like, I'm watching the pasta queen right now. She's on this cooking show. Really? <laughs> yeah, I made some of her things, though. They're really good. Drew like, Barrymore yeah. and the Pasta Queen. Yeah, that the Pasta Pick queen. of the Week. Yeah. Why I didn't watch Drew Barrymore wearing a tiara in this, in this I do. Clip? I don't even know really who that is. All I know is she was in E.T., right? Oh, my God. Is she? So young. Paul, do you Yeah, know? dude, I'm 20 years old. I know. Do you know who Eddie Van Halen was, the guy that just – Yeah, I know that. I'm, I know – all I listen to is old music. No, but it's just funny. I never thought of that. They were talking about that on the radio. They're like, a lot of yeah, people don't know who he was. And I was like – Really? I love it. Yeah. The music I know. I don't know all the old like actors and actresses, though. Great pick. Great pick. 
Yeah, Pasta Queen. Mm-hmm. I, all, all I watch is like the same. All I do is listen to like podcasts and stuff, like all these like comedy podcasts. I don't really watch a lot of new YouTube videos. I need to start doing that. Mm. Yeah, especially if you're going to recommend one. But, yeah, I don't have anything <laughs> oh, to Derek, recommend. what have you been watching? You always have especially a good one. No, I want to recommend. Yeah, Derek always has good is, people. Uh, I- no, well, this guy, he's kind of a regular. It's uh, Wesley Treat. I just watched mm-hmm. one of his videos, and his videos are just really good. But I started watching him. I didn't realize, like, he was a friend of the community until I met him. Um, was it last year at um, Maker Camp? But um, mm-hmm. I just, like, came across his channel, and I, I just love the signs he makes. And just he uses some, like, really, really cool techniques to make things and um he's not like one of those guys that just goes out and wastes money on a tool to make something like he'll figure out a way to hey wait a second you talking jealous that i can't be like that you know like i i bitch about my wife being like she's gonna have a thing for everything and like he just like just makes stuff that he needs and stuff like that or just adapts things to work but he was making a spider lamp for Halloween and it came out really cool. And um, it, it just, just, you know, so that, that's, that's my pick, but he has a lot of great videos. Some of his older videos where he's made uh, signs for like motels and stuff. And um, it was just funny because right before um, maker camp last year is when I first discovered him and, you know, got to meet him and get to know him and stuff like that. He's a good guy too, but uh, that's my pick Wesley treat. Yeah, I met Wesley at a Maker Fair, the first uh, the first Maker Fair that I ever went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, a super nice guy, really talented. He does a lot of like really cool work. Yeah, yeah. He's like one of those guys that just gets that work, like just that specialty, like restaurant stuff, and just really a cool like little niche market. But it's um, I don't know where is he from, like Texas or something. He's like from far yeah, somewhere away. in Texas. He, um, drove I'm not all the way up. he drove all the way up here. I remember that. Just crazy. But, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. When he came last time. So. Hmm. Yeah, Wesley's a good, good dude. What's that noise I'm hearing? Very talented guy. What noise? I don't know. I'm I hear, yeah, I hear. I hear noise too. I thought Fatal I was nuts, but... Maybe it's the rain? It's raining yeah. here pretty hard. All right. But... Fatal will give us a pass on that one. All right. But yeah. uh, my my uh, pick is I spent essentially the entire day today uh, you know, while I was working and doing emails, watching videos on these metal benders, different types of metal benders, what they do, tubing benders and, and Hossfeld um, metal benders. And it's just... To me, it's super interesting because if you know, everyone should go and look up what a hospital bender looks like. Honestly, it's like the most confusing tool I've ever seen. Like it's like two, like like looks like tuning forks with a bunch of holes drilled in them. And and a and what I got, oh, was like, yeah, I know what that is. I've and seen I got a, like a box of wood makes one right. Uh, uh, yeah, and like. Harbor Freight sells one too. Oh it's yeah, a yeah, universal yeah. Bender. Those are like shitty ones, probably. Yeah, and like, but they're if if I just handed you the parts, I oh think yeah, like, you don't know what the hell to do. I I tried looking at them mm-hmm. on the Eastwood one just because I wanted to buy. It, it was like a hundred bucks. I'm like, where does the metal even go? Like exactly, you don't know what to do with it. Exactly, and the Hosfeld one. There's a book that you can get that has all the 
um, all the setups in it. So like it literally, it's like a glossary. It says like, all right, you're bending square bar and you want to bend it into a 90. So there's mm-hmm. like the setup and you need die number this and you need this and this. And uh, I've been watching all these videos of people doing like, uh, I was just, the last video that I watched was of uh, a woman bending probably like eighth by two inch flat stock the hard way. Oh, wow. And there's like a special really? setup for that, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. And um, the craziest thing is the is the video of the guy making the ring out of angle uh, with the flange out. Now, I'll, I'll put that, the link to that in the uh, in the show notes on this just because it's it's the kind of thing where, like, I don't really know what I would use to do it if I didn't know that I could do it with a Hosfeld bender. You know, like, if somebody asked me to make that part, I don't know what I would do. Honestly, I probably like plasma cut the ring and then <laughs> weld, you know, a piece of uh, weld a piece of a vertical channel to it. Or oh, something. Yeah. But it's like Paul. If I asked you to make me a twelve-inch diameter ring out of angle the hard way with the flange sticking out, like what would you use? You know, you would just heat um, it up and try to make. I it think. Round. I think. I think. What you call it? Um, <clears throat> tubing rollers have dies for angle. Yes, and you could buy dies for that. Yeah, like an eight thousand um, dollar tubing roller. Exactly. So you now, yeah, if you if and then if you know the more expensive your tubing roller, the more expensive the dies. Um, yeah. And not to say that that the dies for this bender are cheap, but um, I don't know. It's just it's an interesting thing, and I feel like once you know, it's like another another kind of like arrow to have, where it's like if a job comes up and I need to make a custom eye bolt. I've got a way to make an eyeball out of three quarter inch round stock. And then I can thread the end and make, you know, like a mega eyeball in my shop without having to use a forge and trying mm-hmm. to heat, heat up and bend stuff over because that, you know, you can't always do that. So now that you've added another tool, what tool is getting removed? Well, I sold a Bridgeport. Um, nice. I sold the Hartford, the Hartford nice. that you and I bought together. That's gone. Um, what else? Uh, uh, that's probably the only thing I've gotten rid of lately. That's a big one. I'll give you a That's pass. a big one. That's, that's a big, big one. one. And I think I have a buyer for the Bridgeport that I bought in Ohio, um, which is unfortunate. I really want to – I don't know. I really want to figure out a way that I can Sell the little it. ones and keep the yeah. ni- that nice Bridgeport and keep the – you bought a new one, right? That, that – uh, what is it? Uh, the Jet. The Jet. Keep the Jet and keep that one and get rid of the other two. Just have two nice mills. That's I'm what telling I'm thinking. You. You're going to be much happier looking at a nice bridge port, like two mm-hmm. nice bridge ports than, you know, the Beijing 3000 over there. Well, the, the other small jet I have hey, is I have actually the Beijing a great machine. And they're fine. Which That's Beijing right. do you Which I got the Shanghai yeah. 7000 from China. I, I've got to do, uh, do that, like, a little <laughs> bit of reorganizing. The nice thing about uh, the Hosfeld bender, though, is that it's, it's, it's not like a big tool. Like, it, it's the kind of thing where, like, a lot of shops you hang it on the wall and then you yeah. put it to the table when you need it. So that's a good that's, tool to have. That's, that's, oh, yeah. I actually want to get one now. It's really cool. What'd you say, Derek? I'm watching a video on it right now. It bends in the angle. Yeah. yeah that's really, cool. really cool. cool. It's, um, and, and like I said, when Chris sent me the photo of all the parts laying on the ground, I was like, I have no idea. You know, like it's, you don't, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to know what half the, half the tooling is. I'm going to need yeah. Matt. Or somebody to come and be like, oh, this is the follower for this material. So I'm going to buy the book um, from Hosfeld. What's cool is that Hosfeld's still in business. So today, oh, wow. when, 
when Chris sent me the photos of the bender, there are two different size benders and I wasn't sure which one it was. And I just called them right up and I said, Hey, listen, I'm about to buy one of your machines used and I just need a little help identifying it. And the guy goes, Oh, well, you know, measure this. If this pin is one inch, then that's the one you want. If it's not one inch, I wouldn't buy it. You know, I was like, Oh, it's not like some of these other old tools that we get where it's like the company's been out of business for 40 years and good luck, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, I think that about does it for this episode. We are going to do another giveaway at some point at some time. Um, (laughs) In about three months from now. In about three months from now, Paul's going to be giving away the monkey. uh, No way. (laughs) No way. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're going to do another giveaway and uh, hopefully sometime soon, Paul, Derek, and I will actually all be in the same room and maybe we'll do like a live episode or that something cool. on, uh, on Instagram. I think it would be kind of cool if we did a live episode. And, and do then, some guests. Uh, yes. And we, I also uh, I have been talking to some people about coming in as guests. So I feel like we've made it to episode 15. I think at this point we can bring in some guests. Right? Yeah. You know, we're here. Uh, the Makery Network. Shout out to the Makery Network. Listen to everybody else's episodes of everybody else's podcast. Uh, I was particularly interested in the Alex Paul episode on Jeff Fader's um, Full Blast podcast. I don't know if you guys listened to it, but uh, we all met Alex in England. He runs a business called The Forge. They are a blacksmithing company. He makes beautiful cookware, and he had a very interesting backstory and, you know, He's the kind of person that, like, I don't know how I would ever have learned any of this stuff about him because I'll probably maybe see him one more time again in my life. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Listen to all the other podcasts. Be careful on your motorcycles. Mm -hmm. I'm Chris Epp for Make Everything. I'm Derek from Malden, and you Nope. (laughs) He's not doing it. He's not taking the bait. I love it. He's not taking the bait. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.